I'm not going to preach on any of the scripture readings this weekend. There is a tradition in the church to mark the beginning of a new academic year with a special mass called the Mass of the Holy Spirit, hence the Red Vestments, in which we implore the Lord to instill in the minds and souls of students and faculty a renewed love for God, a desire to grow in wisdom so one can live his or her faith dynamically. And I thought that since we've just started all of our adult faith formation classes, and I'm very proud of the turnout from our parishioners, that our young children have returned to public school, our older children have begun their college studies, and we begin catechism for our youth this week, we would offer a Mass specifically for all students and teachers, whatever their ages, whatever their faiths happen to be. But do not think that means you and I are off the hook. Far from it. Recall what our Lord tells us, to those to whom much has been given, much will be what? Required. Now, why do we send our children to school? I realize that sounds like a perfectly stupid question, doesn't it? And yet the fact is we send them to school for a good portion of their lives right up to ages 17 to 21, and for some of the professions, even longer. And the usual response is that we want them to get a good what? Education. Now, what, however, does that word really mean? Our English word education is derived, actually, from two very different Latin words, meaning very different things, but each is essential to the other for one to be considered a truly educated person. One word means to train, to mold. It implies the need to mold the mind, to develop the skills to think critically. The second word means to draw out, implying the notion that education is a process that strives to draw out from the person all the potential that lies within. Training, drawing out, are very different concepts, but both are absolutely critical for education especially at this moment in our culture where the tyranny of feelings is uncritically allowed by so many of us to masquerade as a substitute for truth, often with tragic results for those who swallow this brand of Kool-Aid. This understanding of education as both training and drawing out is particularly important for Christians. Jesus identified himself in John's gospel as what? The way, the truth, and the life. Thank you. He made, he makes now, he will make exclusive claim until he returns through the proclamation of his living gospel in his body, the church, us. There is no other way to God but Jesus. There is no other truth that will satisfy our being, which is designed for truth, than Jesus. There is no other way of living that is as satisfying as living as a disciple of Jesus. Now, I am fully aware this is often viewed 
by some as divisive, polarizing, even by some who call themselves Christians and who feel compelled to apologize for their faith. Jesus, however, makes the exclusive claim to be the way, the truth, and the life. Why? Because he is, you can say the G word in church, God. His exclusive claim does not mean, it does not mean we have permission to denigrate the beliefs of other religions or treat people who worship differently as inferior. Far from it. Whatever is good, whatever is just, true, holy in other religions is so because why? It is by God's grace. It's prelude for the gospel, and therefore it must be honored. And it can become a fruitful ground for dialogue and working together for the stability and the common good of society. It is simply that in Jesus, and in Jesus alone, one finds the fullness of the way God desires us to walk on, the truth that God imparts, the life that God desires us to have now and in eternity. This life, then, is one of growing in knowledge as a disciple of Jesus in the community of his church, as a disciple of his Father, who, through our relationship with Jesus, we are graced to call our Father in public worship and in private devotion. And this is where education, in both its senses, training in critical thinking, and drawing out come to play. Whether we are little children or grown adults, we all need, throughout the course of our lives, ongoing training in the mysteries of our faith in order that God may draw out from us an ever-deepening love for him and, from a deepening love for him, a deepening love for others. The obligation to continuously educate ourselves in the mysteries of faith is not only so we can navigate the perilous journey to salvation through a world filled with so many false lights, but also so that God can draw out from us the ability to be his instruments of hope to those, and they are many today, who are lost, confused, and desperately want to know that there is an absolute truth, that this truth is not some intellectual abstraction, but a person, Jesus, who genuinely loves us. Knowledge of our faith allows us to employ Christian wisdom in the larger culture and everything from family relationships, the vocation of marriage, how we treat others at our jobs, how we serve those in need in our communities, and yes, how we discern the political climate of our times and vote for the best political candidates possible to put into office. 
our growth in understanding our faith draws out from us an ever-deepening, satisfying personal relationship with Jesus, a deeper confidence in his love and concern for us, especially in those moments, and we all get them, when it would be so much easier to doubt or even yield to despair. And as our knowledge of the faith grows, it draws out from us the resolve and the courage needed to live our faith boldly in the public arena, despite all the howls and threats of the politically correct who insist, and it's always out of fear, that we rigidly confine this dangerous thing called faith within the walls of our churches or our homes. At no time in the history of the church has there ever been so many resources for people to grow in their knowledge of our faith, either on one's own or with others. We have never had so many quality Catholic materials to study the faith, books, CDs, DVDs, podcasts, websites devoted to personal faith formation, adult education classes, Bible studies. Does it take effort? Yes. Does it take time? Yes. Can it be inconvenient? Yes. Will education in the mysteries of our faith stretch us, confront us with ways of thinking that are perhaps uncomfortable? Absolutely. But effort, time, inconvenience, being stretched are necessary for disciples to grow in their relationship with the Lord and to better serve him and each other in his church and in this wonderful world that was created for us. Ultimately, we have the best teacher there is in the church, Jesus. Just as he educated his disciples by imparting knowledge, training them to discern, and drew out from them the potential that lay within them, so too he ceaselessly does with us. We, however, have one great advantage over those disciples. In our baptism, we were immersed in Jesus, and Jesus was immersed in us. And he gave us the Holy Spirit the community of disciples, his church. And what is the function of the Holy Spirit? It's a very comforting one. To guide us into all truth until Jesus returns. 